Hi guys, welcome to season three of the Money Matters podcast. Uh, yes, we had a break last year due to burnout. I was working so hard, doing so much and not taking um, rest. And so I couldn't continue. I couldn't sustain, sustain it. But we are back now due to popular demand. I got a lot of people, you know, telling me how much the podcast had helped them and it was good value. And so, um, especially because of the current economic situation, this recession we're, we're in, um, now more than ever, we need to be discussing money matters. And so, please listen, subscribe, share, like. You don't know who you could be helping. This is season three of the Money Matters podcast. Hi guys, uh, my name is Mr. Wete. This is the Money Matters podcast. Okay, so the last um, podcast I was talking about taking advantage of opportunities, um, opportunities during uh, recession, and obviously I gave some examples from scriptures of opportunities that arose even in the midst of. Um, uh, pandemic siege there was a siege there was famine and all of that and um, so one thing I've noticed one thing I've noticed is that there's there's something that is just consistent for generations and generations and generations consistent never changes you know and yes we have new opportunities as well um, and what am I talking about? I'm talking about gold. So someone, someone did say, oh, you, you talked about opportunities during the recession, but you didn't really talk about the opportunity. So the kind of things that you can do during a recession, the opportunities that are available, maybe things to invest in, businesses to acquire, assets to acquire and stuff like that, you know. But one thing I've noticed is that gold in all of it is, is consistent. Now, Somebody will look at the price of gold, see that the price of gold is going up and say, excuse me, the price of gold is going up. Why are we investing? Are we not supposed to be buying low so that we can sell when it's high, you know, so that we can take advantage of the capital appreciation in an asset? Why are we buying gold at a high price? Okay. And I tell you, that is a very valid, valid observation and is a valid comment. So you see, the thing with gold is the price of gold is forever going to go up. It's forever going to go up. And I mean, I don't want to go too technical into gold. You know, I would rather get experts to come and talk to us about investing in gold and then they can do all the technicalities of gold and all of that. But one thing I've noticed about gold is that gold has been from time immemorial and it's going to continue to be. You know, when you look at money, I mean, money has been so many different things. It used to be cowries, then um, what did they use for money? And I can't remember all of it. I need to go back to do my studies, you know. But basically, it's like we money transitioned from um, tokens of, you know, items that were like a token of wealth 
you know, all the way to paper money. And we still have paper money today. But you find out that even paper money is becoming like electronic money. So a lot of countries are cutting down on paper money because you have your card, your bank card that you can even phones right now, you know. In fact, there are a lot of online banks. The banks that don't have a physical so when I say don't have a physical presence, what I mean is you can't actually go into the branch and pay in a check. You can't go to the 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 to the bank and withdraw cash. So you can't go in and see a cashier and say, Well, I want to draw a certain cash out of my account. However, you are given a card that you can go to other organizations, ATMs, or even independent ATMs, and draw out cash. You understand what I'm trying to say? So, there are banks that don't have a, in quote, building. So, all the Monzos, the Tide, the Revolut, the Stalin, I know people are shouting at names of other accounts that I don't know at the moment. Even PayPal has a um, card now. You know, they can give you a card. They give you a credit card, but they can also give you like a card that if you have money on your PayPal account, you can draw. So even PayPal is becoming bank per se, you know. And as if that isn't even good, you know, we now have the crypto. Although the thing about crypto is, yes, you can buy stuff with crypto. And a lot of organizations are beginning to accept crypto as a mode of um, transacting. Um, but it's still not very commonplace. So I'm not sure. I don't know if there's any supermarkets, you know, that accept crypto for you to buy um, um, groceries. I don't know if they are. There might be. There might be the unique one. But I know there's some things, there's some organizations that would allow you to use crypto to pay for, um, like, um, so it's a bit more tangible stuff. And I think there was a while back when, um, it was in the news that somebody will, will, that wanted to sell their house was willing to accept crypto to do that. But you know, the funny thing about crypto is that when it was originally designed, it was created in such a way that it can it boycotts the traditional banking system. And guess what? Even the in quote traditional banking system are developing their own cryptocurrency. Um, and the government has found a way to regulate, you know, when I say regulate, it's not like they have like a code of practice, but they're making it difficult for people to change their crypto for cash, you know? So you, they're making it difficult. It's not impossible, but whereas you can transfer money from one bank account to another in an instant, if you want to transfer money from, um, a, a substantial amount of money let me qualify that a substantial amount of money from your crypto bank account into your into cash there's some um money laundering um requirements that makes it almost impossible i think i read an article not too long ago about a guy who made millions in crypto and he wanted to transfer four million from his crypto account into his bank account and it took him two years to do it because the banks were just asking for crazy things you know i mean if you're doing huge transactions so say like you're you're 
buying a property and you need to put down a big deposit your solicitor if it's more than ten thousand pounds your solicitor would want a good solicitor would require the what they call proof of fund no not proof of funds um evidence of deposit so they want you to show how you got that money so if you say you've been saving it um they would they might require you to go back three years to show how that money has been coming into your account you know if somebody gifted you the money they might require you to get a letter from that person to say they've gifted you the money it's not a loan they're not going to require it back and all of that so good solicitors are you know very if it's more than ten thousand you know and definitely if it's quite substantial they're asking for evidence of that you know and so they apply that to crypto as well and of course the way crypto is it's like um it's something that was created out of nothing you know so how do you prove that i don't know but yeah the government has found a way to regulate it and the banks are jumping on board even governments are creating their own cryptocurrency some government has made crypto a legal tender in their country so how is not going to get regulated i don't know but i digress we're looking at opportunities things that you can actually put your money into opportunities that you can take advantage of during a recession and so I, I was talking about you know gold and comparing gold with currency so yes even though the price of gold is going up it's still a good investment because one the price of gold will forever go up the price of gold will always go up but the reason why putting your money in gold now is a good investment is because it would hold its value it will hold its value when i say value what it's worth so I mean you would all agree with me if you had 20 pounds in your pocket even this time last year I, I, let me give you an example a good example so um a few years back i needed 60 pounds to fill my tank 60 pounds to fill my tank and it would last me the whole month okay that then went up to 100 pounds yeah so the other day i went to fill my tank 100 pounds my tank was three quarter full so normally i when i go to the petrol station to fill my tank it's full from just once i get the um the notification that my tank is in reserve the next opportunity i get i go to the petrol station fill my tank up so i hardly ever buy 10 pounds 20 pounds fuel hardly ever unless i'm like maybe i've ex so maybe if i do a journey and i've used my quota for the month and i just need a little bit to top up for the next you know time but hardly ever it's not something that i, I tend to do 100 pounds three quarter full i was so sh if i was so so shocked it took me a second i sat down in the car and i was looking at the i'm like no way no and i tell you that jump was within the space of a month or even less you understand i'm like this isn't real but that is the reality of your money that when you talk about the value of so the same hundred pounds definitely buying me 25 percent less government is telling me inflation is five percent in whose books in whose books if in the space of one month my money is buying me 25 percent less inflation is more than 25 percent 
and that's just 25 percent i went shopping the other day normally when i do my shopping about 100 pounds you know i'm done 250 pounds 250 pounds and i'm like no way you that is the reality of things so your money is worthless what gold does is it holds that value even though the price of gold is going up that you can you would always be able to get maybe not more as much as you know or more but definitely it's not going to wipe out 25 percent of its value you understand so the price of gold will go up why would the price of gold go up one because the, one of the reasons why the price of gold is going up because the savvy investors are buying gold that's one of the reasons the demand for it is high the supply is limited so everybody's putting their money in gold that's why the price of gold is going to go up and every time something goes wrong and people get confused guess what they're going to put their money in gold okay so that is why gold is a good investment for now now if you're very very cash rich if you're very cash rich and you don't want to do gold you know um and, and again one of the things i i tell people um is don't put all your investments you know as they say don't put all your eggs in one basket you know don't put your one all your investment in one asset class so spread it so that even if the gold maybe somebody broke into the vault and they stole all the gold there and all of that and all of, i don't know i don't know how possible that is i know good vaults are insured and so if even if your gold gets stolen the insurance will buy it back you know they'll give you the value of it or they'll buy it back for you but let's assume that something crazy like um happened in uh, money heist on netflix happened um and your the, your gold all of a sudden is not real gold anymore um if you have other assets then you know those other assets will help so th don't put all your investments in one thing the 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 typical um recommendation is 10 10 10 10 10 so 10 percent don't invest more than 10 percent of your assets in any particular vehicle um yeah and then diversify so if you're buying you can buy gold and buy silver or buy gold and invest in other like food commodities you know or oil um and and all of that yeah so under commodities it has so many different things that you can invest in so you can maybe you want to put 50 percent in in commodities split it into different things so right now a good commodity to invest in apart from gold and silver would be wheat and corn why because the supply that came out of ukraine and russia has been hindered that supply you know has been hindered so there's going to be at least a 25 percent scarcity if not more in the world you know and of course what happens when the demand cannot be met by the supply the price goes up so if you're investing in those kind of things right now it's a good investment yeah um um pharmaceuticals especially pharmaceuticals that cater for 
war time so disease like obviously um the the ones that do research and stuff like that so like everybody that invested in pharmaceuticals especially the companies that came up with the vaccine just before covid will be laughing because they're raking in all the profits you know um at that time and again because of this war situation so if this war escalates beyond russia and ukraine and it becomes a world war if you if you put your money into the pharmaceutical industry because definitely there's going to be um there's going to be need for you know to take care of the people that are um that have been injured you know and because of the refugee crisis there's going to be this disease as well you know and of course like we know the disease spreads it starts in one country and before you know it is all over the world so if you're investing in pharmaceuticals at this moment that's something as well you know that can that can help you know so investing in pharmaceuticals would be a good thing you know um also real estate so if you have a lot of cash real estate might be a good one as well why because right now um the demand for real estate you know people are going to be worried about or whether they're going to be able to pay their mortgage and all of that so they might not really um be the demand for it so i definitely the bubble that we experienced last year if if the recession of this year didn't reduce it or bust it this definitely this global economic situation will definitely bust because people are going to be worried will i be able to afford the mortgage will i be able to afford the utilities and so that would impact on on um the number of people that want to take the risk to buy um and and the banks as well because interest rates have gone up the banks are not lending i think i read somewhere that about um 500 over 500 mortgage products were pulled and the interest rates on um two year to five year um fixed or not not fixed but two year and five year products were going to go up in line with the um interest rates increases so you find out that um even if people want to buy there might not be mortgages for them to buy so the people ordinarily who would have been competing with you to get on the property market either are no longer able to because they want to keep their savings in case there's a crisis so they can have money to be able to they can have money to be able to um survive so they're no longer buying they put that on hold and then um the people who who still want to take the risk might not be able to get the mortgage because all of a sudden the bank have done the calculation based on the new interest rates and they can't afford it so there are fewer buyers there and so if you have the cash and you're able to um buy cash or put down a big deposit so that um the you're leveraging with with less money or with more money rather um you're in a position to buy then you can pick up some bargains you know so if you if you say you're a cash buyer cash buyer means that you can buy quite quickly because you don't have to go through the mortgage process so all you have to do is the conveyancing and if you want you can 
you know do you can do your due diligence by sending in the software to make sure that you're getting good quality and it takes considerably shorter so within a month you could be completing on the purchase so if you have cash here you can you can choose to want to invest in real estate at the moment so that's a um a good you know thing to put your money um into um and then the of course there are also some other sectors that you might want to consider you know at this time i mean um um, the fact that there is a recession means that um, a lot of people will get laid off because the companies need to tighten their belt. Um, they definitely cannot be passing on all the costs to the customer because if the price goes up too high, they'll look for competitors. And competitors <laughs> are going to be looking at, okay, we need to increase our market share to be able to sustain our business and so everybody's going to go lean and there's going to be a lot of laying off and then which then means that the people that have been laid off most likely would want to retrain um so they can get other jobs you know especially if the industry is dying off and so training is something that you know could be worth looking into as well um because of course there are going to be a lot of unemployed people you know and then consult consultancy is something as well so um there there, there are things that you know if you have a unique skill you might want to invest in upgrading upgrading it so that you can then leverage on that and scale so either put together a training program or you know help businesses you know use your skill to help businesses to you know navigate this um economic situation that they find themselves in so there's so many opportunities out there you know and then we're talking of like the essential so one of the things that happened when covid um started was like water toilet roll just vanished people went too concerned about food i think they kind of like thought okay yeah when it comes to food um because it's if it's fresh produce people are still going to be producing that but um maybe the maybe they felt the factories that were going to be used to make those in quotes non-essentials were going to be diverted to be making um the ppe that we needed so maybe the face mask and the aprons and all of that and so therefore there will be a scarcity of toilet rope so people just start stockpiling toilet rope. or maybe it was like they just considered that okay if they catch the flu the virus they're going to need the tissue, you know, to be wiping up their nose and all of that. I don't know what motivated people to just go and start buying tea rolls. But usually what happens is that if, if, there's, um, if there's fear that this war would escalate and it could cover Europe, so people are going to start stocking up on those things. So there's going to, they're going to create an artificial scarcity. And so those are industries that you might want to consider. So the, the groceries you might want to consider. And I think when it comes to investing, you know, and, and people are talking about crypto. When I check the prices of crypto, they've just plummeted. They've just gone down. Now, investors will say, oh, now is a good opportunity to buy. So if you couldn't afford to buy before, maybe now is the time that you can actually afford to buy. 
I know nothing about crypto other than maybe what the average man on the street knows. Is this a good opportunity? I don't know. But if it's something that you want to invest, then I would say get education. Find out someone who's been doing it for years, who understands what is happening, and they can advise you. But I think I, I personally think there isn't enough history in crypto for anyone to make a um i suppose there's nothing like a certain prediction you know um but there isn't enough history like gold you know like commodities like oil and gas um it's you can't really predict but i suppose based on the information and the knowledge that i have they might be able to but i i would have thought that people would be investing in crypto based on the uncertainty of cash at the moment but it seems like people are selling their crypto and maybe it's like people are selling their crypto to buy um gold so that in in a, in a, in a, in a, in the world situation they have they, they have money that they can move around maybe because crypto is electronic and they feel well if if the world is at war then there might be restriction on internet and then they won't be able to access their crypto i don't i can't I mean, I can only guess. I don't understand what goes on in people's minds. So maybe that's why people are selling. And that's what's driving down the price. But they're certainly not buying. Because if they're buying, the price will go up. And so, what somebody might suggest that, well, because crypto, you know, Bitcoin and the more established ones are going to be around for a while, maybe... This is now an opportunity for someone that wants to invest in crypto but never had the money to invest because the price is going down. I don't know. Um, yeah, so that's that's something as well that you might want to consider investing. So um, one of the questions that I was asked as well was, is this a good time to start a business? Is it a good time to start a business? The thing about business is... Um, I don't think there's a good or a bad time, you know, because what history has shown is that um, the best time was yesterday. The next best time is now. So when it comes to businesses, should you be investing in them? I'm not talking of stocks and shares. I'm talking of actually starting a, a venture. It, it depends. You need to do your research okay you what we would call a feasibility study or the business world would call a business plan so a lot of times when people do business plans they just set up the business plan just so that they can go and borrow money or they can say oh yeah i'm doing it but a business plan is a really good tool for you to assess whether that business is viable okay even if you're going to do it for the bank do it initially to be sure that you're going to make money and be realistic so there's a lot of information on the web that you can access and if you have to buy the information if you have to buy the data do so but assess it so if you do a really good business plan and the business plan says that it's viable it's sustainable of course if you're doing a good one you're doing something called the SWOT analysis strengths weaknesses opportunities and threats and you're applying that to your current situation you already know whether okay you know what whether the threat is so bad that it cannot be overcome 
and even though the business is good that threat because it cannot be overcome makes that business um not viable then you know not to invest okay so should i be doing business now do your do your feasibility study you know do your SWOT analysis be realistic about your figures don't because you want to be optimistic inflate the figures you know and then don't deflate the figures as well just because you're trying to be practical but be real look at how many people are selling those products so i might oh where will i get that kind of information for i tell you the amount of information that's available out there is amazing you know so if, if it's like a physical product you can go and check on amazon and it's free information to see how many of those products have been sold okay um you can tell by you know the 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 i think there's a back end that you can go to that tells you i've forgotten what it's called where you can see based on their figures how much what their t- relative turnover is and a lot of times even though it's not exact because it's a guesstimate um but it's a relatively good i'm told it's a relatively reliable guesstimate okay and so you can tell other other people doing the product and if you, th- you think it's a brand new product that no one has ever done there will be something similar there'll be something similar out there that you can compare to um of course because of the way our country is you can't get the financial information of the company's house website what you get is an asset uh the balance it's just the balance sheet that you need to you put on there um but you might get lucky some companies do publish the full accounts on company's house you know but then there are ways to find out you know um and i suppose but the way you can tell even on the balance sheet there's a the reserves the reserves is like the profit that has accumulated over the years so if they have a healthy reserve it means they're doing well if their reserve is in the negative which means they've been running at a loss for a while so you can tell from that you might not be able to tell the turnover but you know how much they're selling the goods for and if you've done your research well you know how much they're selling the goods for you know um how much the goods cost so you know how much profit they're making you know so a lot of times you might have to do a bit of mathematics and walk back from the information that you have to figure out what's happening so like a lot of industries have um um kpis key performance indicators so um they'll tell you what the ratio between turnover and gross profit should be what the ratio between um, turnover and net profit should be the ratio between gross profit and net profit where it should be so even if you don't have the exact figures you can use those ratios to work out whether that you know whether that particular business is going to be viable you understand and from there you can decide okay this is something i really want to invest in you know i want to do this business and so you need to be intentional and realistic about whether you want to start a business you know like i said the best time was yesterday or last week or last month or last year the next best time is now okay so there's never a good or a bad um, thing and also it might be that even in that business you know you're disrupting the business so you're doing something so maybe there's a, a common flaw in the industry and you're you're 
changing it. And so because you're bringing that change, even though other businesses are not viable, yours would be, and that would be evidence in the strength opportunities that you see out there. So when you look at what it is about your business that gives it its strength, if it's, if it's so unique, so different, or nobody else is doing it, that could be the reason why you have to do this, you know? So there's no right or wrong answer, you know? Um, it depends. So once you've done your business plan, you know, then you know, yeah, well, I should invest in business. And again, not everybody is a business person. If you read the e-myth, book it tells you that there's some technical people that are into business because they want things done in a practical way so you need to assess and be sure why are you doing this is it because you're frustrated with the fact that things are not being done properly and so therefore you want to do it properly and in such a situation you might get in the way of your own success or are you genuinely an entrepreneur that is willing to solve a problem you see a problem and you want to solve it you need to consider as well so even though the business idea might be a great idea you as an individual might not be the best person to run that business because you're more of a technical person you know or manager rather than an entrepreneur so those are things that you consider before you decide you want to invest in a business but i tell you there are lots of business opportunities out there whether they're online or physical whether they're home-based or they have a premises the opportunities out there and again i can't discuss everything because i don't know everything um i'm just sharing ideas and thoughts with you um and so even if i i'm not giving you the kind of answer that you want <laughs> i'm not the ultimate somebody you might have this conversation who has more experience more inside than me and they might give you a contrary advice and they might be right okay but um i always say do the basics do the essentials and then once you've done the essentials a lot of times the decision is an easy one to make okay um and so because of time i need to round up this podcast and so my name is missy owete and this is the money matters podcast